Hi friends, and uh, today we are discussing the topic of honesty. Yes, again I'm with uh, together with Andrew, and uh, the the topic uh, the first topic was as you have already listened the top topic was about the mental health. And this topic, today's topic, is honesty. And the reason that we choose this topic, again, we wanted to bring a new uh, approach to the term, to the concepts that is uh, that we think that we know very well. Yes, maybe with some new information, we can expand our understanding of the honesty, or maybe understanding of the dishonesty. Yes. So the end route. So the first. Uh, I mean, everyone knows what is honesty. Yes, we 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 think that we know the honesty. It's just like a walking. Yes, and you are thirty or forty years old. Thirty-four. Uh, for um, a, a human being, and uh, if I ask you, okay, let's go outside, and I will teach you how to walk. Yes, and they will know I can walk, yeah. or I can breathe. I can yeah. do everything. Like it's so, um, it's so part of our life. And the same thing with honesty. When we say that I am honest, we we assume yes, there is a, some uh, background in it. There is a experience. There is a um, understanding of other people's honesty. Yes, and it's an, in in our life, it's so established. I would say it's embedded. So we even never question the meaning of honesty. And today we will question it. Yes, together. Like today we are. T- we will distract, de- dis- destroy. destroy. Exactly. No, no, we are going to dismantle. 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 Not yes. Destruction. Uh, even I will say uh, we will try to redefine as well for us as well as for our listeners. So the Andrew. Uh, I would, uh, of course, it's always you are a philosopher and you will come up with this uh, conceptual understanding or exploration of the topic of the honesty. Uh, would you, would you be so kind and start it? <laughs> okay. Well, first and foremost, um, before the podcast, Riza, you asked actually whether we could um, define honesty through dishonesty. And I would say that is, in fact, um, the only honest way to define honesty is through um, an understanding of dishonesty as well. Um, And in fact, I think in general, that's how uh, we should start seeing the sort of things that we think about, concepts and stuff like that. Uh, Also, last week, mental health, you know, you have to have a sense of what not mental health is or what bad mental health is or whatever, in order to have a sense of what mental health is. And the same here with honesty. And I want to reestablish also, once again, um, you mentioned philosophy, and this is a this is a podcast for physical education, actually. Um, and I want to reestablish the connection between those two, uh, which is, you know, body and mind, healthy body, healthy mind. Um, and that's a good way for how we can orient now what we're talking about with dishonesty and honesty. If I am not honest about my body, right, then I will not have a healthy body, for instance. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if I am not honest about my mind, I will not have a healthy mind. And uh, I mean, that's that's just intuitive. That's kind of simply applying, you know, the terms as we know it, you know, rather simply 
to to um, use our own intuitions about ourselves in order to be like, okay, so you know, if I don't, if I'm not honest about my body, uh, I might not know my body's limits. I might think stuff about my body, and so on and so forth. Same with my mind. If I don't, if I'm not honest about my own mind, I won't know my body's limits, and so on and so forth. And so that's one way to orient. Uh, this with through dishonesty is that you know you have to if you're actually honest about things then what you do is you try to know about things right and actually I'd like to bring this to you because this is uh, this is fascinating to you you know I think you can tell me more about this about being honest about your body so I'd like to actually push that question to you you know what sort of things do you think it entails to be honest about your body. Oh, uh, yes. I mean the the idea of having this idea of being honest or a dishonest in 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 relation to your body is exactly of idea of being honest and dishonest to other people. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, so it's it is, is the projection is is the same. Yes. If you're honest, uh, it doesn't matter in which direction, but the honesty as in its very intrinsic meaning, it's in very fundamental meaning, is the same. Honesty, you accept the truth, you understand the limit, and you have enough knowledge about something, mm-hmm. and you follow this. You don't have any leeways, you don't have an exit, you have a road, and you want to keep walking on this road, yes? You don't want to go... You, you understand this uh, pass, you understand the duration and outcome of your of your life, which is, for example, your uh, body, yes? It, it sounds a little bit complicated because we, we, we went dire- directly, we just uh, going to this philosophical part. Yeah. But in a very simple way, I would say that, for example, uh, when you're honest is, for example, when you're dishonest uh, for, and you don't, give enough time for your body to recover for example lots of time happens with these uh, high athletes and they uh, go they are entering into this overtraining situation yes they have to be honest accept the uh, accept that they are uh, they are in a status or they are in a in this place that when they have to give a place when you have to give the peace to your body, for example, mm-hmm. yes, this is this is being dishonest to your own body. It can't be the again. We will, I think, we will talk about this. Why you, the question is why you can be dishonest to your own body if you if you have the another option with to become honest because you calculate in the future that like something outcomes and so on. So that is the way how you do this. You engage in this. Uh, individual deeply inside discussions mm-hmm. about your own body and you become you try to kind of reassure yourself about that your dishonesty actually is not is is it's not this is not, not honest but yeah <laughs> something you try to find the the way how you wanted to uh, kind of to convince yourself that actually you're in an honest relationship to your body i, I like this i like may, may i have it back now? sure um i really like that um, I I see I think that was really great actually what you said about um, not wanting you know trying to convince yourself about your body when you're not being honest about your body you end up trying to convince yourself 
And I would say, I, I, I take from that, you know, this, it's just, what's the use of being dishonest about your body? Is There's no use to it. You know, it's your body. Your body is your one way of accessing the rest of the world, right? We don't have anything else but really our own bodies in order to live in this world, in order to know about this world, and so on and so forth. And I also, you know, I, I'm a materialist, so I actually think the mind is part of the body in a physical way. I use it, the mind conceptually because other people use the mind conceptually. Um, and I would say the same thing applies. You know, what is the use about being dishonest about your mind or specifically about yourself? Because, you know, we have the, the self as a bodily, physical form, but we also have the self as in what is my identity, what, you know, how do I think of myself, and so on and so forth. And in philosophy, um, you know, I, I'm tempted to say we are uh, people who are often honest with ourselves. And I'm tempted to say... Uh, on the other hand, we are often people who are extremely dishonest with ourselves. And I think the reason I say both of these things is possibly because um, it is actually just such a very difficult thing to actually know things uh, well enough in order to know whether you're being honest or something like that. And I think that brings up, like before, we've, we've actually covered this theme with the body. In order to be honest about your body, you have to know your body, right? I would conjecture most people don't know their bodies. Uh, likewise, in order to be honest about yourself, your mind, you actually have to know yourself, your mind. And I think most people don't know it. And I'm going to give it to you because this is actually per yeah, perfect yeah, time I, for you. Yeah, actually, uh, this... This is what I what I want again. So this is uh, we are in a spiraling way to identify the honesty. Yes, mm -hmm. we are spiraling up, mm -hmm. and in that case, I have another question to oh, yeah. you. Okay, sure. If you don't know your body, does it mean that you ignore your body? And ignorance is another type of not being authentic and not being dishonest. Actually, yes. Mm -hmm. If you don't study your own body. Would it be mean that you are actually dishonest in in relation to your body? Um, I would say, um, uh, in German, <laughs> in German we have in German we have a very good term for this. Yein. It means yeah. it means yes and no. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I would say yein. And again, I think I think um, often we are very tempted to uh, put these things into like absolute, like okay, if then, uh, well, if a person's like this, then a person must be like this. If someone's doing this, then they must also be doing this. And, you know, to some extent, that's correct. You know, those are called conditionals. Those are called, that's called, called cause and effect. You know, we have different words for that. Um, in, in philosophy, they're conditionals, if-then statements. Um, and I would say, you know, I... I'll, I'll start with, again telling a story, you know, actually, I think. Uh, a long time ago, when I started studying philosophy, um, I was ex 
actually is specifically studying um, culture and identity philosophy. Uh, but, um, you know, moral philosophy was actually the thing that really stuck to me. And I consider myself a moral and political philosopher today. Um, and the one thing about morality in philosophy was that um, you, you never know enough, right? And it's not that you are being willfully ignorant. It's, it's that, you know, you just never know enough. Um, but once you make that connection, once you say, well, shit, you never know enough. You know, this goes back to um, Socrates saying, you know, all I know is I know nothing. Jon Snow. <laughs> mm. um, uh, this goes back, you know, a thousand years. Uh, that, and the idea is that, you know, obviously we don't always know things and we have to be honest about that. And one and and part of being honest about that is that we're always then searching for something, right? Whether it's about your body, searching yourself, your limits, your own limits. I think in your and my own ways, we, we've searched our limits to our bodies uh, in different ways. Um, or also your mind, yourself, your perception of yourself, your perception of yourself with other people. And I think this gets to the scary part, you know, for most people when we're discussing honesty. And that is that um, in order to know yourself, you have to actually expose yourself to other people and get their perspective, right? And we live in this individualized society where that's really scary. Yes. Go on, no, go on. No, 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 no. Exactly, yes. And now we go to the next chapter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is the next chapter. Until now, we discussed that honesty or dishonesty um, is deeply personal uh, phenomenon, and we provide our own definition. But we know that it's not entirely true because honesty can be a social fabric as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a social um, rule of society. Yes which imposes the rule of honesty and being dishonesty. And if in dishonest, you will be punished, yes? Mm -hmm. So the, the idea is that now we just, when we go from the individual to the collective understanding of the honesty, then my question will be like this. If this terms or if this concept, if this, what do you say, is this even it's, is this something like deeply personal, but at the same time, uh, uh, constructed by the society honesty yes we wouldn't have the topic of honesty if we live alone in the uh, amazon rainforest <laughs> i assume yeah and then my question is this uh is this honesty is a universal phenomenon or it is cultural because societies are very diverse are we going to have the same concept of honesty in Germany compared to in Canada where I come from or in compared to Russia where I am coming from, Azerbaijan, Caucasus countries, Kazakhstan, China, India, then we became in like this uh, multi-dimensional, <laughs> uh, what yeah. is it called? Like, uh, you know, it's the universe of uh, honesties, different honesties and how we can like then, yeah, the question is, is honesty a universal term or what do you think that is is this a term that is actually the different based on the cultural diversity across the world? 
That's a lot. <laughs> Say yes or no. And we go to the next chapter. <laughs> Yain. Yeah. No, um, I think I think it's actually those are very good questions. Um, like we're talking about, you know, how how is it that honesty can be defined, basically, right? Uh, not just as you know me being honest to myself, you being honest to yourself. But in what sort of way can we define define honesty such that um, you know we actually know we're talking about the same thing, basically, right? Yes. Uh, in fact, you know, when I was preparing for this uh, podcast, this was actually one of the you know questions that I was um, actually preparing for, and that is is that. Um, we actually have to kind of establish through dialogue with, you know, in many cases, uh, for instance, you and I are establishing through dialogue our own perspectives on honesty. And we're seeing that some of these perspectives overlap. We're seeing that some of them don't overlap. You know, you're bringing in new perspectives from me. I'm bringing in new perspectives to you. And the important thing is, I think, is that I can... Assume that you're being honest about what you're saying and you can assume that I'm being honest about what I'm saying insofar as at least these perspectives are things that we believe, right? I'm not saying something I don't believe in because, you know, going back to what I said before, what's the use? You know, if I'm being dishonest to myself and then saying that dishonesty to someone else, someone else what is the use of that if what we're trying to do is establish truth about something and that's the thing we're trying to establish truth about something we're trying to talk about something right now and not everyone wants to do that right i mean um again i mean <laughs> i would say great answer <laughs> so they, they the, you you are praising me i'm praising you but that's that's actually what i think as well yeah. we yes honesty is a deeply personal it has a deeply personal root mm-hmm. it comes from your experiences your interaction with people mm-hmm. it has a cultural property as well mm-hmm. uh, society society where coming your society is defined but it's honesty is also defined through this interaction mm-hmm. that we interact we come to the consensus we define the and we localize the honesty between us that this is also like organic very organic way to do or the organic, organic yeah. yes this way yes chapter three and <laughs> chapter three the chapter three is about that it's uh we have two options yes mm-hmm. option being honest and option being dishonest mm-hmm. So I made a decision. I made a decision that I wanted to be dishonest. Yes. Okay. So the underlying factor, there are two series, major series that explain this. The first series is called Simple Model of Rational Crime. Mm-hmm. Yes. By Gary Becker. He mm-hmm. created this, the theory where, okay, I calculate my benefits of being dishonest. For example, there is a parking, uh, there is no parking place. And I park in an illegal uh, area and I know that I will receive the ticket. So I do calculations. I say that, okay, I will come very, like there is no one here and something, there is very few uh, chances that 
I will be exposed. Yes, that I did a calculation. Yes, a rational calculation, and I became a dishonest. That the dishonesty was a result of my own rational calculation. Yes, that's the first first kind of um, the thing that that we do this. The second, of course, we will go to there, but it's more. Again, it's more a structural argument that the dishonesty and honesty is tied to this environmental or uh, we call this circumstances. Yes, being actually honest can be punishable. If you are honest, like you can be punished, uh, or if you are dishonest, uh, you will be punished by law, maybe by something. But both of these options is something that it's not coming from your own rational calculations, but rather than circumstances and environmental tendencies that keep you pushing towards one choice. Yes. Mm -hmm. For example, people will be in one community, people will be very honest because it's praise, it's awarded. So you get money, for example, for this. But being dishonest maybe give you some chances in some other places. Mm -hmm. That it's very another way of looking through. So that this series we you we know we discussed this we learned this series as well together in a master degree at Hamburg University yes mm -hmm. uh, politics economics and philosophy so we have all this interdisciplinary understanding but the idea is that we, again we try to bring it to our own uh, perspective taking we bring it to our own places and we try to understand the question is why do you think we first of all what is the underlying reason making this uh, decision between dishonesty and honesty. Two series we have. If you have another series, tell me about this. But what do you think about this series as well? Once again, that's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I, I, I mean, so, I mean, just to go first on um, to this idea of, well, making it a calculation, for instance, right? Um I calculate that uh, being dishonest is going to be advantageous, right? Now, that's only advantageous to yourself, right? You are actually saying right there that I am not going to be advantageous to the whole of society. I am going to be advantageous to myself. But also, it's not so advantageous as we've already established several times what is the use of being dishonest with yourself? And especially, what is then the use of being dishonest in a way that other people cannot be honest about you in order to tell you things that you need to know about yourself, right? Because we also all need outside perspectives. And I think, um, to go back to your previous question and tie it to this, you know, we were asking, you know, about context, about Germany, Canada, you know, individual, uh, how, how, do, how can it be defined in different contexts on individual and cultural levels, and so on and so forth. Um, and I would say this, that we need to understand there is an overarching context for most of us right now. And that overarching context is uh, called late stage capitalism, which has spent a long, long, long time making us focus on our individual selves, telling it, us that it is good to be self-interested, uh, that through this self-interest, uh, rational self-interest, through it, uh, the whole society functions. Um, and I think if 
we were truly honest with ourselves, we would be noticing that this is not working, right? Um, that allowing or, or encouraging a society, you know, a bunch of individuals, but a society because individuals interact with each other, encouraging them to be self-interested, uh, encouraging them to be making these calculations, well, should I be honest or should I be dishonest? You know, it's a parking, that was the example, right? It's a parking spot. I can be dishonest, you know, just this once or something like that. And it's just like, well, yeah, if you're always making that calculation of only taking yourself into account, uh, then it is advantageous. And you can say that honestly to yourself, it is advantageous to you in this very narrow way, extremely narrow way. <laughs> Right? It is your own individual advantageousness in this one small part of you, which is your own self-interest. Because we have a whole bigger part of us than our own self-interest. We have friendship. That's not a self-interested thing. You know, you... That's... I mean, if you're doing it right, it's not a self-interested thing. Family is not a self-interested thing. Community is not a self-interested mm -hmm. thing. Uh, most, actually, of our things are not self-interested things. And I would say the problem is right now, the context of capitalism is precisely that we focused on the wrong thing, right? We're focusing on the self-interest concept, which, you know, we're both economists. We're both studied also behavioral economics to some extent. Uh, which is defined in such a way that basically everything we do is self-interested in economics. You know, I've actually had this discussion many times. It's like, wait, isn't self-interested basically defined as anything that benefits us? Yeah, right? And I, I want to say, and then I'll give it over to you. Yes. I want to say, I think if as a society, more of us were actually honest in the way of being honest about ourselves um, in exposing ourselves too, as in, you know, being honest in ourselves and um, by taking the perspective of other people and being like, hey, that's something that I need to know about myself. I think instead of self-interest, we would be focusing on things um, that don't have to do with interest at all about ourselves. And they would be anxiety and aggression because anxiety and aggression are things that we often don't know about ourselves. We don't know when we're anxious. Uh, we don't know when we're being aggressive, um, even though these are things that we are all the time. You know, we're scared all the time, or we're annoyed. That's a, you know on the same spectrum. Uh, we're aggressive all the time, and these behaviors are not ones that are rational or cognitive are ones that we can necessarily control except by learning about them and learning about the contexts in which they come out and then starting to practice means of making ourselves feel comfortable, making ourselves feel uh, not afraid of each other. Um, and I think... Just to wrap up, because now I, 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 I've said that you, uh, you could go over about like five minutes ago. 
Um, to wrap up, I think, unfortunately, due to capitalism, but also due to much deeper, deeper things, um, you know, historical and even evolutionary things, uh, we've converged on this self-interested explanation of everything and we need to start being honest with ourselves and exposing ourselves and saying uh no actually i'm afraid for instance you know be honest with yourself and say i'm scared because if you're act if you're aggressive for instance that's also a fear response that's what sapolsky says for instance or that you know that's what you get from sapolsky because they share the same part of the brain mm -hmm. and um and what we've done, what, what's happened right now is that we are simply afraid of each other and ergo, we are afraid of being honest with each other, but also ergo, we are, I keep on saying ergo. <laughs> I like the word. It's just funny to me. Okay, people. <laughs> uh, and ergo, uh, we are also just not honest with ourselves as well because it makes us uncomfortable. Yes, and I just wanted to say that the one we you uh, of course you like you provided the systematic approach to the term of honesty uh, within the framework of this capitalism this binary approach the binary approach between two uh, different ideas the binary i mean the one either you are self-interested mm -hmm. or you are uh, reciprocal or you are on the altruistic, yeah. yes. And this zero one, like yes or no, yeah, I think yeah. in real life uh, it's different. Uh, this is spectrum or this continuum, last time we talked about this as well. Mm -hmm. This continuum for personal experiences, it's somehow, uh, somehow in the center or maybe a little bit more self-interest. Mm -hmm. But these different values and belief systems, they are like dragging this towards the self-interest yeah. or dragging to this all altruism yeah. and we assume this like if we draw the like a diagram uh, a line yes 180 degrees on the uh, zero stands the altruism one is self-interest and we are in for example in different societies and this dragging powers the gravity of different belief systems will drag this to other sides Yes, yeah. if you're Mike, like I used to live in Russia, in the United Kingdom and, and, and all of these countries. And each time in each society, my belief systems was dragged by the environment as well. In Germany, I would assume that is dragging towards the altruism. Yes. And there are also examples. If I go to some these places, sometimes I see this apple basket. Have you seen that? Apple baskets, like apple just uh, in the basket and there is a, a information, a leaflet, like a booklet mm -hmm. that states that okay, one apple is one euro. euro. Mm -hmm. But there isn't any control. There isn't any sheriff or an officer or a seller or someone else. So it's completely up to you. You can just take it. No one will be... It's, there is no surveillance. Mm -hmm. So you are deeply invited to be altruistic and honest. Yes, mm -hmm. I think this is also like... It's like this binary stuff. It's good, uh, good to understand the honesty and dishonesty mm -hmm. lines. Perfect stuff. Like you also tell us, you told us about this, uh, all this systematic approach. But some sometimes we forget about this because we are always in conversation. To us, it's like my and self is together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my and self. So sometimes we forget about this, the 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 outer, like the environment. 
And as we spiraled up, we also filtered our discussion into the last uh, point uh, that I will. I would like to get your uh, last point or your uh, famous final speech from the <laughs> last podcast. That they, we define the honesty with the dishonesty. And uh, and my last question is the another term which is authenticity. Yes. Authenticity. Authenticity, because uh, maybe honesty uh, might be a little bit uh, confusing, actually. Yes, yeah. although we use this, uh, just be honest, be honest. We, in relationship, yes, yeah. it can be very difficult. Yeah. But authenticity, I think, is more easy to uh, to use a to use to be authentic is very understandable across cultures and across communities. I think, in my opinion. So, yeah, exactly. So authenticity may be our um, kind of a translator of the honesty to different cultures as well. Mm-hmm. So the, your final uh, points and speech on authenticity that will help us to come up the top of the spiral and uh, finish our today's podcast topic, honestly. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I actually did uh, prepare for this as in um, there is a Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy which is an amazing resource in order to get a good understanding of philosophical things from an extremely analytical tradition I'm going to add you know there's definitely not um, as much continental philosophy in there for instance and there's definitely not as much um you know, radical revolutionary philosophy, uh, but nonetheless, it's they. I have this article on authenticity, and I'll just I'll just read the um, the first few lines of it because you know this gets boring after a while reading stuff. Um, so the article says, the term authentic is used either in the strong sense of being of undisputed origin or authorship or in a weaker sense of being faithful to an original or a reliable, accurate representation. To say that something is authentic is to say that it, was, uh, it is what it professes to be or what it is reputed to be in origin or authorship. I'll stop right there because I think already we have a good orientation. Um, and right there is that I think it's very important to start taking root words and stuff like that. Authenticity, authorship, right? We can imagine the importance of each person being the author of their self or the author of something they're talking about, which, you know, is coming from themselves, even if if they're talking about something someone else. Um, and they can either be an author who is dishonest you know it's it's like i you know there's many examples that are coming in my head i'm thinking of donald trump right now don't do this <laughs> i don't know as he if he's ever really has he has he really written something what was the art of the deal was that a book that he wrote or was that someone else that wrote that anyway um you know like we can be authors in which we're on what we're writing down is honest or what we're saying uh authoring is honest in which case then we're also using a bunch of sources we're bringing a bunch of ideas together we're taking perspectives up from other people and so on and so forth 
uh, or we can be dishonest as authors, right? And I think that's the connection really between honesty and authenticity um, is that authenticity requires honesty to a certain extent. Um, but of course, someone who is consistently dishonest is being authentic, right? If you think about it, if they are consistently that way, then they are also being authentic. And for instance, that's the appeal to Trump. That is some, that's something we have to come to terms with, is that he is being authentic. Um, you know, we want this authorship to always be an authorship in which people are honest about themselves and authentic to themselves and to other people. But really, we like this authenticity if it's just someone who's being authentic in this even sense of I'm dishonest all the time. Um, and to to wrap up, authenticity is, I think, like that. that's my take on it. You know, just reading a few uh, lines of a Stanford uh, article of philosophy, I think... Uh, what is it's often just not considered you know that being authentic uh doesn't always have to do with being honesty we want it to be like that i i might have said or made it sound like it has to be earlier but i i was actually trying to just orient uh the term uh you know i think authenticity um the reason that it might be as you say more cross-cultural um, is precisely because uh, at least it's coming from the self and people can recognize that, right? Uh, whereas honesty requires not only it coming from the self, but also coming from other people, uh, from other sources that maybe we don't all know. For instance, you know, my observations of something. Um, does that answer the, the question? I, I, think, I, think, I think it is, um, it answers... Mm -hmm. The question uh, to a greater degree. So they, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the nice way to say is that it didn't answer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, it says it answers actually the the idea. The question is, I was always it's it is a contemplating process. Yes, I always think how we can cross the borders of the conceptual definition of honesty. And because I work with multiple people, I used to work at that time, I had a team of from Argentina, Argentina yes, mm -hmm. uh, Thailand, uh, China, and people from Germany. So it was really difficult to set a definition of <laughs> honesty. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, what we can do, what can I do as a, as a team lead? So I said, okay, maybe we will use, an, 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 like I will try to uh, cultivate another team spirit around being authentic yes authenticity mm -hmm. uh, this is my deeply uh, like understanding opinion of course my understanding perhaps it's not aligned with this stanford encyclopedia of philosophy possibly it, not, possibly not. Yeah. yes and this, the way of authenticity i saw that it was a more uh what what you can say this how should i say it is more uh transferable to, it's more uh, accessible to people than the honest and dishonest. That in that, at this level, I always try to sing more authentic, and I I try to uh, kind of do reverse um, translation. So for me, authentic 
is being honest. But if you do, as a, but you actually make me now <laughs> skeptical about my own <laughs> about my own ideas that being consistently dishonest actually being authentic as well. So that is that is that's a very interesting yeah. approach actually because in my view the authenticity and honesty was at the same level. I would say, but now I just have to question it again. So thank you very much for giving me well, I, tons I of like, job. I would like, I would like <laughs> to respond to that. Maybe yes, it's not a question. It's this. I say we could also separate two yeah. things. You know, there's the, definitely, I think your definition of authenticity is, is right and is what we should strive yeah. for, yeah. right? It's just in philosophy and in life, we just have to consider that you know, these things aren't what other people are doing. That's, you know, I think that's the thing that I want to take from, from this. And I really like your, your definition and I strive for your definition. I hope we can all strive for it in the future as well. Excellent. So today uh, we talk about the honesty and next time we talk about the positivity. Positivity? Yes, positivity. Okay. Yes, excellent. And... Uh, Thank you very much for listening and I should say ciao ciao and you should say moin. Moin. Ciao ciao. <laughs> moin. <laughs>